Episode 6 The Prize of Love Rotimi made a promise to Jane of which she was determined to keep but only for destiny to encounter an unexpected turnaround. He wanted to surprise Jane truly so he decided to visit Port Harcourt for the first time. He had his childhood friend Taiwo who lived there with his family. Rotimi had not visited them for once, so he thought it was the best time to do that. He had intimated his friend a day before on his visit to Port Harcourt. Taiwo was anxiously waiting for him. They have not seen each other in the last 10 years. As soon as Rotimi set out on his journey, he decided to read some novels he had kept away for a long time. He knew the journey could be long, so he wanted to keep himself busy before he would arrive at his destination. Right inside the balls he boarded, he called Jane to intimate her of his journey to Port Jane was surprised because she knew Rutimi hadn't been to Port before. She remembered Rutimi once told her he had a friend who lived with his family in Port They spoke at length as usual. Their conversation was so passionate and overwhelming such that Jane unconsciously gave Rutimi a kiss on the phone. Jane, is that you? Asked Rutimi. Of course it's me. What are you going to do? Are you going to sue me? This was Jane's response to Rotimi's surprised question. Jane was not really aware of Rotimi's intention though. The paracord is just a stopover for him. He was going to happy estate just because of her. They both ended their conversation on good notes, but tragedy struck thereafter. While on the ever busy Lagos Bini Expressway, that very fateful day, an overdrunk Helock's jeep driver caused mayhem. He was driving on a very high speed when he suddenly lost the control of his steering wheel. There were about three of them in the jeep. As soon as he lost control of the car, suddenly he went off his lane and straight away into the other lane, facing the oncoming vehicles. He made frantic efforts to stop the car by trying so hard to apply his brake, but it was to no avail. Unfortunately, Rotimi was busy reading when the unthinkable wanted to happen. The driver of the bus he boarded was just a few meters away when he discovered that a terrible accident was in the offing. He really did act professionally as he was applying caution to match his brake, but was too late. The two vehicles collided and suddenly Rotimi's bullet bus somersaulted five times before it finally landed on its roof. Within a twinkle of an eye, a large crowd of vehicles, a large crowd, a large crowd of vehicles and people have gathered. All the three people on board, like Elox G died at the spot. The people formed a synergy on how they would save the lives of the passengers who were badly wounded. 
The bus driver was wounded beyond recognition. As such, he died on the spot. All the passengers were confirmed dead, but Rotini was found to still be moving his fingers. The ambulance that arrived there quickly picked him up after administering first aid and straight away to a private hospital. That was nearby, but it was rejected, owing to the fact that they were short of the facilities that could stabilize him. He was immediately rushed to the Lagos State University Teaching Hospital, looked at Itiaraba. Looked precisely. For the first time, the medical personnel in the government hospital fought tooth and nail to resuscitate him. Several surgeries were immediately carried out to stop the excessive bleeding. I gave it to the medical personnel for their unflinching effort to save the life of the only survivor in that fatal accident. Rotimi had been confined into a state of coma with this. His phone was spotted at the scene of the incident and a call was put across to the last number he dialed. Guess who was that? Jose. She was about eating her lunch when the call came in. Hello, is this Miss Jane? This was a call from someone in the hospital. Jane was baffled, hearing someone else's voice on Rutimi's phone. Within a quick second, a lot of thoughts have flashed through her mind. Alas, she replied the caller was speaking with the right person. The passenger who owns this phone was involved in a very fatal accident some minutes ago. Since you are the last person he called, we felt we should call you to inform his family members as well. He's still in a state of coma right now. Jane almost fainted on hearing that. She pushed the food before her away and ran into her room, crying. She started packing few of her things and with immediate fate, she headed to the garage, borrowed the bus, borrowed the bus to PH, where she booked for flight from Port Accord to Mojala Mohammed Airport in Lagos. She knew she couldn't go through the road because it would take her a longer time. After about four hours, he landed at Loot. At Loot, inquired for emergency until she was immediately directed to the appropriate quarters to see her patients. Behold, she sat in the bed, lifeless, and under a life support machine. As she ran towards him, just to, just to hold him, a nurse prevented her. Madam. Please, it is in a coma now. Just calm down, said a young lady in the 30s. She was taken to the medical director's office who quizzed her if she was a wife. Jane seriously, seriously was crying because of the state he met, wrote me. She really wasn't paying attention to what the doctor was saying as she was crying uncontrollably. In that mood, she answered the doctor, yes. Thank God you are his wife. Your husband has lost quite a lot of blood. We have given him some, yet still need more. 
said the doctor. Jane Lily replied in, Sir, can you take my blood, all of my blood, all of my blood, if that is what you need to revive him. That man there must not die. It is all I have. Please, sir, you can take all the blood in my body. The doctor was just looking at her with surprise and unable to describe such a reaction and love. He called on one of the nurses to take a blood sample to the laboratory for screening and if she could donate blood at all. All these were done at a nick of time. It was confirmed that Jane was a universal donor. As such, she was free to donate for Rotimi, who is equally a universal donor. No sooner than later, Jane was made to relax in order to get some quantities of blood from her. Shortly after this, the blood was transfused after doing the necessary procedural standards. By 7 p.m. in the night, Jane was right there in the hospital, hoping Rotimi come out of the coma at first. At first, she was not allowed to stay with him in the special intensive care unit so that his condition would not go worse. Taiwo had been worried as they couldn't reach routine and full again at a silver trial. He knew a heart to have called in eventually. His phone that had gone off was switched on after it was charged. Tyro's call went through this time. It was Jane who answered the call. Tyro quickly introduced himself when he realized he wasn't speaking with Rotimi. Jane also knew it was the Tyro that Rotimi usually discussed with her. She did not hesitate to intimate him of the incident, the condition, the incident, and in the condition Rotimi was. Taiwo promised to be in Lagos first thing the following morning, which was Saturday. All through the night, his wife hadn't called. She was expecting Rotimi to call her because Rotimi promised to call as soon as he reached Port Airport. For three days, her husband hasn't called and she felt comfortable with that. Taiwo really did came as promised. He met Jane for the first time when he expected to meet his wife. They both got talking. When Taiwo told Jane he had heard about her, Jane Kalu, am I correct? Wrote me at told Taiwo all of this, and that was why Taiwo asked that question. You are truly a real friend. My friend is a diehard man. He once told me if he dies and his time hasn't come, he will come back to life. I believe my friend. He is a special human being, and I cherished him a lot. He is the only trusted friend I have. Taiwo said all of this to Jane, who was patiently listening. After a few minutes, the son Jane to the office, and Taiwo followed her. She immediately intimated the doctor of Taiwo. He is Rosemary's friend. Said Jane, "It's uh, it's okay. Please, madam." You will need to get him these drugs as a matter of urgency. It was not two days. Rotimi was still in a coma. Kate and Jane and Tyro immediately rushed 
to about three pharmacies in the, hospi- in the hospital but could not get the, the drugs. They were later referred to a big pharmacy outside the hospital. Jane hadn't spent over 250000 Jane had spent over 250000 Naira ever since she got to the hospital and she was still spending. She narrated the incident to an uncle of hers who was based in the US. He had to send her some money to save her friend's life. In spite of all the medications up until t- the third day, Rotimi was still in coma. Kennedy had returned the, the next day. Taiwo had returned the next day, depending on Chen, to update him. He promised to get across to Rotimi's wife by all means. On day three in coma, Jane was still very much scared. She had cried for help for her. She had cried her heart out and had even lost some pounds of weight due to the mental and emotional trauma she had suffered since she got to the hospital. She begged one of the nurses to allow her to go near Rotimi, who was lifeless on the bed with his life support machine after pleading, considering Jane's tears, she was eventually loud, but was warned never to disturb him. She was so excited for a request which was granted. She slowly walked into the world. Her eyes quickly filled up with tears. She sobbed consistently before she took a seat. She slowly grabbed Miss hands in tears and began to whisper into his ears the good moment they had shared together. Virtually, she reminded Rotimi of all the promises and the good things he had said to her, the sweet words, and how much he was fond of her. She reminded him of their precious conversation where Rotimi was concerned about a future ambition as she was solid. She remembered the last song Rutimi sang to her. Suddenly, she began to passionately and emotionally sing the song to him while still grabbing his hand and holding it tight. Look at the lovers, they are easy. They are so passionate, but are far apart. This is a journey, mountains and barriers, hunger and absence may keep threatening. Suddenly, they will not sing to love. Certainly, they will not sing the to love Sing the to love As Jane was busy singing the song, she had not completed the second. Then suddenly, there was a ripple and a slight movement of what Miss left index finger. Jane quickly noticed this, then she wiped up the tears, rolling down 
face, non-stopping. She continued with the song repeatedly. Surprisingly, wrote to me, winkle his eyes. And the heart became hobbled. She was startled and quickly rushed out to call on one of the nurses of what just happened. About three nurses ran after her and were dazed by what they saw. Rotimi was moving his eyes and the fingers could move as well. Jane was so elated. She was the happiest lady at that moment. One of the nurses rushed out to get the doctor who immediately grabbed the stethoscope and hurried to the world. Wow, this is marvelous. This is miraculous. Young man, you are a fighter. Welcome back from the land of the dead. The doctor gladly said to me inside the ward. The doctor immediately began to check his eyeball, the heartbeat, his temperature, and did all other procedural routine. He specifically instructed Rutimi to wink twice if he sees him clearly. Rutimi responded immediately by winking his eye twice. He told him further again to blink his eye to tell him the number of people in the world. There were five of them there. Instead of winking and blinking his eye, Rutimi raised five fingers of his right hand. The nurses were excited and just slowly. Jane went on her knee, crying and shedding tears of joy. She knew Rotimi was way better than how she saw him when she came in. After three days in coma, Rotimi came back to life. He got a second chance. Alas, he was the only surviving passenger in the 18-seater coaster bus that sent others to their untimely death. Coincidentally, Tawa called Jane on the phone to inquire of the latest development. Jane could not hide her excitement as she immediately broke the news that Rotimi is out of coma. Katie was extremely happy. He only went back to PH to properly apply for a leave so that he could be with Rotimi. The request which was immediately granted. When he finally returned to Lagos, the next day, Rotimi had improved greatly. Jane was all over Rotimi as she was in helping him to walk around the hospital wards with Rotimi's hand on her shoulder while Jane put her right hand on his waist to support him to regain his stamina quickly. Taiwo met them during the exercise and was grateful to God and appreciated Jane whose boyfriend had been threatening her siblings that they connived with that they connived with her to be keeping up with a strange man somewhere or not. The first day the incident happened, her boyfriend called her 
but wasn't ready to listen to her explanation. He quickly hung up the phone on her. When Jane tried to call him back, he practically declined a call and angrily switched off his phone. Because of Jane's persistent call, Jane couldn't rush in again. The next day, when she succeeded in rushing in, he was calling Jane all kinds of nasty and derogatory names that took tears from her heart. It made Jane went through mental torture for us. But when she realized son's life is hanging in balance, she forgot about him and focused on Ruthimi. After Tao spent few time with Ruthimi and Jane in the hospital, he requested for his wife's number. She had she had explanations to make here. Said Tao, when Ruthimi and his wife first met, they were inseparable as they were the true definition of love. Few years into their marriage, things began to fall apart just when his wife became addicted to social media and involvement in all manner of dating sites. Several times in the middle of the night, she was caught flirting with strangers. She barely knew on the internet. The faithful Rotimi tried to caution her but immediately turned it to a big fight in order to save face. Rotimi still had to appeal to her for the purpose of peaceful coexistence. Tao called her and she picked immediately. He threw many questions at her, but it was from him. It was from one lie to another. She said she spoke to Rotimi the previous day and he was very fine. Rotimi was shocked too because the phone was left on speaker. I'm highly disappointed in you. Your husband had an accident for three days now. He has been in coma. You never deemed it fit to call your husband or to know his whereabouts. What kind of a wife are you? You disgust me, said Taiwo who immediately hung the phone. Rotimi wanted to cry, but Jane quickly moved closer, patted him on the back while fondling his right hand. It was done, and when it was done on the wife, she then had to call her husband's number. The phone was with Jane, who quickly passed the phone to Rotimi and was on her knee that he should pick the call. Rotimi allowed the phone to finish ringing and thereafter switched it off. His wife decided to be disturbing Taiwo, who had eventually returned to protocols with calls. Taiwo, who was equally boiling with anger, refused to pick a call, but after numerous pleas from his own wife, he decided to pick the call. Rotimi's wife began to sound apologetic, pleaded with Taiwo in tears to help appeal to her husband. He bluntly told her he had returned to protocol but told her the hospital Rutimi was taking treatment. She immediately hung up the phone and began a journey to loot without saying thank you. When she eventually got to the hospital, she was she noticed she was noticed by everyone there through her flamboyant dressing. She was never a heartless person like this.
before now. She indeed met Jane in the world where Rotimi was admitted. Jane greeted her and tried to excuse her, but Rotimi's sister, she said, his wife got angry and was ready to create sin in the hospital. She began by raising voice at Jane, requesting to know her relationship with her husband. A noise drew the attention of the nurses who interrupted her, knowing fully well that she was in a hospital environment and such is not allowed there. She refused to listen to them but rushed towards Jane, dragged her by her top and calling her names, husband snatcher, prostitute, you have failed, you want to reap from where you have not sown, where were you when we were suffering together, all kinds of derogatory names she was calling Jane. Who didn't utter a single word? The security men were alerted and they appeared and immediately bundled her out of the hospital premises in disgrace. Rotimi really wanted to rescue Jane out of his wife's hand, but he hasn't gotten such energy. As soon as she was taken out of the wall, Jane went into the, into the convenience to clean herself up because she had been rough handled while in the convenience she was wallowing in tears. And suddenly, Rotimi entered and met him in that state. He felt really, really hot and bad and apologized to her for all what she had gone through in the past few days. He slowly drew Jane to himself, placed her head on his shoulder and was patting her on her back to calm her down. No sooner than later, they both returned to the world and Jane began a physiotherapic work on Rotimi, doing that and enjoying doing it as she was also gisting and laughing with him. Few days later, Rotimi was declared medically fit and was thereby discharged. He decided not to return home but to go and lodge in the hotel. Jane had to return to Abia, but it would be too stressful for her. She called her sister to pack her belongings for her along with her nieces that all of them should meet at Port Accord. She did return to Port Accord. Lord, I've come to seek your face. Let your grace and your mercy come upon me, Lord. Thank you.